0: Verse number one. You guys ready? All right. Amen. We're going to wait because we do it together. Amen. You ready? All right. here here, Here we go. And you. Say he's talking to me. All right. And you, he made alive. Who were dead in trespasses and in, and sin in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Say it's a spirit. It's a spirit. <laughs> Among those whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh. Check this out fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. The two areas where God is delivering us continuously, the Bible says that that is the area in which we have to be delivered by him. But there's a way that we get delivered by him. Y'all ready for this? All right, let's go. Of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Somebody say, but God. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, because of his great, love. because of his great love. with which he loved us. Not just you. Even when we were steep, when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And raised us up together. And made us to sit together. Say, it's all about unity. unity. In the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding, he might show the exceeding, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. He writes again, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works, least anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God has already prepared our walk. Now he just gets our walk straightened out. Like last week, he said, walk right. Mm-hmm. Today, he wants us to look at verse number four. I'm going to read it one more time. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, made us live together. <clears throat> his great love. I want to leave with you this topic. Love will do it. Amen. I don't know what you're trying to get to do it, but love will do it. You may be seated. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord because I, I, I believe the Lord wants us to allow him to do what he has already positioned himself to do. It is something that we have surrendered to God. We say we believe God, but yet we don't allow God to use his very best gift for us you know it's something I was sharing with this um, early morning service that we embrace this this salvation that God gives us and we talk about how saved we are and we go to church and we're so quick to want to operate and show off the gifts of God. and so we begin to talk about our gifts and I listen to people talk about their gifts. And it's and it, it really had me uh, sort of dismayed that I've heard about how gifted people are laying on hands. I heard about the gifted preachers. I heard people say how gifted they are in, in praying. I'm a gifted intercessor. I, I got the gift of speaking in tongues but I rarely hear anybody talk about the greatest gift that we have. And that is love. That is the greatest gift and the most powerful thing that God has given you. You want to know what the second most powerful gift is? Forgiveness. The two things, the two things that can unlock the kingdom but yet we have focused on the other gifts that are outlined in the 12th chapter of Corinthians. Forgetting what he said in 1 Corinthians in chapter 13 when he said, I get, <clears throat> of these gifts remains faith, hope, and love. The gifts. But the greatest of these is love. He, he also, earlier in the chapter, says if you can prophesy and have not love it's nothing if you can pray or if you can give if you can sing like Aretha Franklin (laughs) but have not love it's nothing he goes on to say if you don't operate in the gift of love you just making noise he says everything that you do should be operated through the gifting of love because love is God. And if you're not doing it in love, let me tell you something, God knows the difference. And so and so, we have mastered, we mastered the gift of lust while we were yet serving in the flesh realm on the course of disobedience, pleasing our minds and our flesh through an evil spirit that got into us because we chose to please ourselves. Thereby, God saw that we needed help. And he had already set his son up because he said the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. He had already set up a way of escape. Have you ever been in trouble and you just escaped the trouble and you was just so thankful to God that you didn't get caught? And that's what God did for us. He set, he made a way for us when we would have no way so that he can do it. And so the Bible says that God so loved and we have, we know this scripture, um, John 316, for God so loved the world that he gave. It wasn't that God so gave and then he loved. He had to love first and out of his own character, which is love, caused him to give now, the thing about God is he did not give anything that wouldn't help you. Everything that God gives you helps you, even trouble. Because if you never got no trouble, you would have never found out that Jesus was the bridge over the troubled water. Therefore, when trouble comes the next time, you just get on the bridge. And so we, 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 we find ourselves... Because we came out of disobedience, we find ourselves in the church judging others who fall. Jesus told the disciples, you know, Jesus is so amazing. He, he, he's awesome. He, he knows everything. And he was kicking in with the disciples. He says, don't trip. All will be made to stumble. In other words, what he was saying is don't get so caught up in hanging with me that you think that you are exempt from falling. He said all will be made to some. Now, who was he talking to? He was talking to the church, the 12 in the inner circle. As a matter of fact, one of them's name was Peter that he was talking to. Another one's name was Judas. Huh? He said, but all of you will be made to stumble. So, so don't get twisted like you did a few chapters ago and you start talking about uh, when we seen the blind person, uh, who, fought, who sinned, the mom or the dad. He said, don't worry about who did what. Just know that I'm doing everything. Amen. Say he's bad. he's bad. Jesus is all that and then some. He has worked this whole thing out for us. And, and, and the thing about Jesus, he said, I've worked it out and in such a way. All I did was follow, fo- follow all my father's leads. So if I followed all his leads and I'm obedient to him, the love that he has for you will transfer from me over into you. And if I transfer my love into you, then you need to transfer my love out of you for someone else. Yeah. Amen. So Jesus... Gives us this example so that we know how to live. And from the beginning of time, God was positioning over and over, showing us a picture of who Christ is and through the Old Testament. So he gives us a a movie, so to say. I use the Old Testament scriptures as a movie because I like movies. Some of us don't go to the movie, but I like going to the movie. Anybody go to the movie? I like going to the movie. Don't ask me what I see because I see the same stuff you see. I go to the movie. Oh, I saw a pastor at the movies. He saw this. Oh, you saw it too. <laughs> and so, and so we, we, here, we, here we are. We, we, we have to look at the word and, and God gives us this movie. So he shows us this play and enactment of Jesus through Joseph. So Joseph gets sold into slavery by his brothers for no reason. The Bible says they had a reason. The Bible says they hated him for no reason. But the Bible said they had reason because they were jealous. But they were jealous of him for no reason. But the Bible said they had a reason because his father loved him more. For no reason. But the Bible said he had a reason. Because he was my beloved son. I got a question for you. How many of you are going to claim that you are the beloved daughter and son of God? You, you know, when, when, when you claim it, you'll begin to walk in it. Amen. And my older brother's here today. I'm glad he's here. Because when we were growing up, I used to run to my daddy and sit on his lap on purpose. And I used to tell my daddy, you my, I'm your favorite son. And my older brother used to say, you just a spoiled brat. And I would say, call me what you want. But I'm getting the favor of my daddy. Why? Because I was always running to sit on his lap. And when you go and sit on the lap of God, you can become his favorite. The thing is, whose lap have you been sitting on lately? I just want to talk to God's favorites for a while. Are there any of God's favorites in the house? Can I get a whoop whoop? God's favorite. Joseph, Joseph. His dad, the Bible says his his dad loved him, and he gave him the coat of many colors. Jesus himself wore the coat of many colors. He he loved Joseph so much. He said, this is my beloved son. In the same way, when Jesus came up out of the water when John was baptizing him, the, the spirit broke loose and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well please oh but there was a problem with jesus because judas sold him for 30 pieces of silver but joseph himself was sold by his own brethren for 20 pieces of silver which equated in that time to the 30 pieces of silver in 2000 years you have to understand god had already painted this picture so joseph joseph shows up and he began uh he sees his brother and a lot of us are so mad at what somebody did to us in the family that you haven't spoken to family members because you're still tripping over what happened. I I read all in the Bible, and they said, our family's dysfunctional. I kept reading the Bible. I I haven't found a family yet that wasn't dysfunctional. God allows family to be dysfunctional so he can show up and fix it. And without God, nothing gets fixed. So every family is dysfunctional until God gets in the mix of it. And he makes it functional. Can't nobody function without God. Only thing you can do is dysfunction. And when God shows up, you begin to function. Joseph, he sees his brother and he, he was so happy. I've heard preachers say, um, when Joseph sees his brother, he was like, I'm Joseph. You know the ones you tried to kill. You threw me in a pit. That's not what Joseph did. She said, I'm Joseph. I'm your brother. You know, you sold me into slavery, but it's okay. It wasn't you who really did this. It was God. God just used you. You are one of the pawns on the chess game. Leading me to the king. (laughs) Ah, You got to understand chess to get that. But but God sets this thing up. That he will allow even. Listen. Listen the close ones to you, to hurt you. Joseph's brother, who he he was sharing his dreams with, they tried to hurt him, but he said, this is not your fault. God allowed your mind to start thinking crazy. And when you start thinking crazy, that spirit came in and told you to do what you did. Hmm. Somebody say, but God. But God God had a plan Hmm. because he needed to get me from here over into Egypt. And I never would have come to Egypt unless you you did what you did over here. Has anything ever happened to you that caused you to end up somewhere else? You got to understand, this war is not against flesh and blood. God will allow things to happen through people you love so that you can love them anyway. Is there anybody in in here with just an anyway spirit? I just want to love anyway. It don't matter what it makes me feel like, I got to love anyway. Because it's no longer your way, it's, it's Yahweh. And if Yahweh is in you, you're going to love anyway. And so so Joseph, he quickly, he he delivers them spiritually before he delivers them physically. Now, it says that Joseph was set ahead for a great deliverance. Now, you just got to know this. Everybody in here has purpose. God didn't save you so you could kick it. He didn't save you to be comfortable. Oh, I'm saved now. I'm just going to come up in the church, give my little offering, give God two hours. And He'll never know how long it's going to be, but I'm going to give him two hours and I'm going to go on home. That makes it about you. But he didn't save you for you. He saved you so that you can be a Joseph. So that, listen, so that when he saved you, he filled you with his love. So that you can go and rescue the ones who have hurt you. Because what I've learned in the Bible, anybody that hurts you is just putting up their hands saying help. And God has put you in position to help. And so you can't let them go down. Because you're mad at what happened. What happened was good for you. Don't rock me now. But I know it hurts you. But God, if he allowed it, God will only allow what is good for you. Amen. They may have meant it for evil, but God will have meant it for good. And if you understand... That if God is your Lord and he's Lord of all, God has enough power to stand before you and let whatever has to stay away from you, he will keep it away from you. But the moment he allows trouble to get to you, it is not for you to look at the trouble. It is for you to look up at him because he needs to take you to another place in him. And you never would have went. You never would have left. You would have pinched a tent and been satisfied right where you are. And God said, I can't leave you. There's too much of me that you can't stay in the tent. I got to move you to a place where there's going to be a whole lot of folks that need deliverance. I need to know, is there anybody in here who's ready to go to another place? another place another place this Hebrew boy was comfortable mm-hmm. with his daddy he was, he was so comfortable that he would never leave because when you get comfortable you don't want to leave mm-hmm. some of you get stuck on a job because you're comfortable comfortable with a paycheck you know I'm not telling nobody to leave a job I'm just asking you a question have you gotten so comfortable with what man is handing you that you can't see what God's trying to hand you 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 become comfortable and you won't move. God says, when I get ready to move you up, I'm not going to ask your permission. (laughs) Because God knows that we will get comfortable. And here's how God works. When God gets ready to advance the kingdom in you, he will put trouble on you. Yes, sir. It's almost like when God gets ready to get you to run to a place, he'll put something on you that'll make you run. Because <laughs> right. he's going to get you up one way or another. I remember I, I saw this in the spirit as God was revealing this to me. I was in kindergarten and I would always walk down this one street. I was going to Mayfair Elementary. I always walked down this one street that had a Doberman pincher. And he was in the yard. And so I would walk across the street because i I seen the Doberman. And, and one day, the kid was outside, and he opened up the gate. Oh. And he said, sicker. Oh. I was five years old and realized I had turbo tennis shoes. Because <laughs> that dog was coming, and I broke right. I ran straight for the first car. I hopped up on the back of it and the dog was going row, 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 row. I didn't feel that being on the back of the car was safe enough so I went to the top of the car and the dog was going row, 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 row. in other words that's where you need to be Felix you need to understand that I'm going to raise you up and if you don't go up I'll send something after you to take you up and scare you up oh goodness So Joseph reminds them, you are carrying something that don't belong to you. He, he tells his brothers, because he loved them, he said, it wasn't you. It wasn't you don't feel guilty I love you and God knew that if he sent me that I wouldn't turn around and hate you I got a question can God trust you that you would turn around and love the one that sent you to the place where God can use you more Ah, we are so quick to go back into this fleshly way of being being angry and hurtful and resentful and become vengeful. And that doesn't work in the kingdom because there are two kingdoms and the kingdom of God. It works through love and the kingdom of the devil It works through hate. That's why the enemy tries to get you to hate people. And the first thing he does is try to get you to hate who hurt you. But Jesus says, love them who hate you. As a matter of fact, you have to understand how much power there is in love. Um, um, Proverbs 10 and 12. You have to understand this is wisdom coming at you because we have a choice every day. You can choose to love or you can choose to hate. And we choose to love the ones that are loving us. You have no problem with that. You've mastered it. I've seen you at work. You can love the ones that done you right. Oh, yeah, you can brag on them too. But the moment something goes wrong, all of a sudden, the love that you had only wants to focus on the hate that's in you. Because hate is a flesh thing. Quit blaming it on the devil. That's a flesh move. The devil don't cause you to hate. The devil enters you when you start hating. Hatred. Hatred stirs up strife. You start hating, those spirits are waiting for a hater. And they will enter you. Because they will make you do stuff that is unthinkable. And that's why they, Paul says this war is not against flesh and blood, but against spirits. But you need to know the door that the spirit came through. And so the enemy will cause you to get mad and hate on somebody. And the moment you do, here they come. Then you just is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs doing stuff that don't make no sense because there's hate in your heart. Mad at something and don't even know why you're mad in the first place. Strife. Strife starts happening. Quarrels start happening. And that's what's happened in the church. And I'm not talking about this church, I'm talking about the church at large. Arguing over stuff they have no business arguing over. Let God be God. He'll separate the wheat from the tear. Just go into worship and stop arguing with one another. Who's right and who's wrong? Too busy focusing on who's right and who's wrong. He didn't call us to be right. He didn't call us to be wrong. He called us to be righteous. Preacher, what is righteous? Well, I'm glad you asked. The righteousness of God is operating in the love of God. Is there anybody here who's ready to stand up and let the love of God loose in their life? Uh, hate does this, but love covers a multitude of sin. It covers a multitude of sin. And if your love went to cover up another brother's sin, then everybody else could see the brother because you got the sin covered. Well, if love is supposed to cover it up, then why are we blabbing out stuff? Uh, Because the Spirit wants us to love. In other words, if it covers it up. Last time I checked, if you had a wound and you put a bandage over it, it's so it couldn't get further infected. And that's what we need to do as a church. If somebody's wounded... Can we cover them up so that they don't get further infected and that the infection cannot spread anywhere in the body? Somebody say, cover it up. So how do we cover it up? How, Pastor Pete, help us cover. Uh, It says love covers. Well, you, you have to understand that when you begin to love somebody, it covers the pain. Sin is bringing death, and you have a power to change the course of the sin nature. I want to talk to the believers because you need to know that if you don't operate in love, you are operating according to the devil's command. So if you want to hate, you just need to know what kingdom you're representing. If you, oh goodness I, it, this love thing takes some fighting you gotta fight past what your flesh used to do you gotta fight past how your mind wants to think and put this mind in you which is also in Christ Jesus and if Jesus died for your sin surely you can kill your little self so that you could die for somebody else's sin all you gotta do is nail your feelings to the wall and let the love of God out And cover up whoever needs to be covered in your life. Is there anybody in here that believes that love is the answer to every problem and every solution? If you can love right, it will make everything all right. Because the righteousness of God comes forth. We got to go home, but I I, want to give you a couple more things. Because I only have one point today. One point. And that's love. I don't want to go nowhere else with this. But I do want you to know that God loved you so much that he lavished, lavished his love upon you. He, he bestowed it. 1 John 3 and 1, he bestowed it. He put all of his love within you to manifest within you. God gave all of that love to you. He loves you. So if he loves you, then you should be focusing on love. Because it's not about how many people you can intercede for. How many can you love? Amen. Uh, when God gets ready to do something great, he's going to pull on the greatest thing that he put in you. And he's going to get that out of you. No matter how painful it is, he's going to get love out of you. And and there's one thing about women. they, They understand that process of getting that love out, no matter how painful it is. Because any woman that has given birth to a child, that's some pain. I never experienced it. And I don't want to. Because I've seen it. Haven't felt it, but I saw it. And seeing it is enough for me. I'm a believer. But there's one thing that I got when I saw it, that no matter how painful it was, when the child came out, there was so much love. It changed the pain into joy. What am I saying? If you can love... Then it'll change to joy. No matter how painful it is, the love that you put behind it can change your love, the hate into joy. Amen. Somebody going through some pain right now. That's why I got so happy. Because I seen a shift. But the shift is happening to the believer. You, you, you know why I was dancing so hard? Because I had got a spirit of David. And David, he didn't care who was looking at him. And I know when I get home, my daughter going to be casing on me because I can't move right. But that's cool. Because I wasn't moving for her. That move was straight for God. I can't even duplicate it because it was all for God. And when you get in the spirit and start doing it for God and start pleasing God, it will change your pain into joy. Is there anybody in here that's ready for a shift in their life to let their pain turn to joy? Behold, behold, behold. Behold, look. What manner, look at what manner of love of the Father. Say, he's my daddy. daddy. <sighs> We're we sitting on his lap now. Uh, has bestowed, has lavished, has oh, deposited on us to, to switch our DNA that now, Your DNA is no longer worldly. It's kingdom. When I was dancing and praising God, I saw worry turn to worship. I was praising God, and somebody walked in here with pain because they have been focusing on what's been going wrong. But while we were worshiping, I saw the pain being changed to joy. Oh, you may not have caught up with the joy but God's going to let you rest. And while you rest, you're going to experience joy even in the midst of the pain that you're having right now. You're going to experience joy and then you're going to let the love of God out and the love of God that's going to come out on your situation going to change everything and you're going to know that the love of God dwells in you and how powerful you are and you're going to start walking around saying, I'm here to love you. 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 When you start walking and giving out the love of God that changes everything Amen. so let me let me close with this Says God was so rich in his mercy he was so rich in it that he had so much mercy on all of us So he says let me send my son that I love so I can duplicate my love in an exponential way he says when Jesus comes and dies for us all of his love got lavished upon us now we have the love of God. The love of God walked the earth and the love of God saw evil spirits. The evil spirits saw the love of God and said, oh, don't don't, don't mess with us today. As a matter of fact, they said, we're out of here and left people and went into swine because the love of God was present. The love of God walked by and people who had been sick for a long time one woman was desperate but saw love went up and grabbed the hem of his garment and the love deposited into her if you understand that God has equipped you with love you can be the church that he has called you to be if we would cancel everything that the the mind is telling us that is contrary to the word of God that's the problem The mind will tell us stuff, and then we go operating in the mind level. But your mind is being delivered, so don't focus on the mind. Focus on the love. God so loved me that I just want to please him. Is there anybody in here that just want to please God? When you start pleasing God, he will work the rest of it out. I was so happy praising God because I I just saw oh I was just dancing before the Lord, and I was thinking about all the trouble that's been going on in my life, and I began to prophesy. And I know what went out shall not return void. But will do that thing that it was sent out to do. And when you start prophesying, you won't worry about your children no more because you know that the love of God is in you. And if the love of God has got you, then you just let it loose on the rest of the family. Stop trying to be right all the time. I know you're a parent, but you don't have to be right all the time. Just stand still and be righteous and let the love of God out and say, God is going to make a way out of no way. You are his child. He gave you to me and I'm going to love you. Baby, why are you squeezing me so tight? Because I'm going to love the hell out of you. So, Matthew, he, Jesus was talking to the, to the disciples. The Pharisees showed up in Matthew 22, verse 37. We're getting ready to go. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. 37. The Pharisees show up to Jesus. They say, hey, what's up? Uh, you know, and the Pharisees were always trying to prove Jesus not to be who he was. So they, Because they thought they knew it all, And that's what happens in the church. They got too many know-it-alls, and they won't let Jesus be Lord of all. And so, so when you say you don't know, but I know who does, Amen. you can allow him to be Lord. Because when Jesus becomes Lord over it, he'll lead it. Amen. And when Jesus starts leading it, there's no greater love that we're walking in. Amen. Amen. So the Pharisees tried to trip him up and say, what's the greatest commandment? You know, the ones that know it all. Jesus said to him, he said, he says, this is the greatest commandment. You shall. Check this out. You got to get there. It says you shall not might love the Lord with what? You got to love the Lord God with not some of your heart. With all your heart. If you love God with all of your heart, then the rest will be okay. But he says this. He says, let me make sure you got it all together. He says, and with all your soulish realm and with your mind. And the soulish realm are all the memories there. He says, love God with all of that. So when the mind starts thinking crazy, the love you have for God goes above it. Then you'll stop doing stuff that doesn't line up with the will of God because you have so much love for God. And the church needs to fall in love with God. You all good when you fall in love with people. And you all just get all cozy. When's the last time you cozied up with God? Because God wants you to love him more than you love people. If you love God, he will teach you how to love people. The problem is we foster loving God. We say we love him, but our action don't line up with how we love him. If you love God, you ought to surrender your mind to God. That way when it starts thinking something that it shouldn't think, immediately your love for God takes over your mind and all you can think about is how good he is. When you think about how good he is, don't you want to please him? I want to please me some God. Wake up every day, Lord, what can I do to please you? Your prayer changes. Instead of, Lord, do this for me, Lord, do that for me, Lord, let me please you. He said, when you start loving me, loving the Lord this way, he said, this is the first commandment. The first. We got that one? Commandment number two. 38. And the second is like unto it. This is the first and great commandment. 39. And the second is just like it, it's unto it you shall love your neighbor as yourself then he says on these two you don't even got to try to remember at 10 and those of you that want to look at all the laws the 670 something of them you don't got to even think about it. he said those two commandments if you do if you do that you're doing me. He says, and if my love is put into action it will do everything so what needs to be done in your life god says let love do it let his love lead your next step everyone who is still harboring stuff some of us don't even know how to love ourselves because you're so mad at what you did And hurt over something you did, and now you're walking around with guilt. Let me share something with you. If you're walking around with guilt, you're carrying around the devil's instrument. Because guilt comes from a devil. If God's grace has saved you, then put down the guilt and pick up some grace and keep it stepping. Guilt have you walking all like this just walking around feeling guilty but God has given us grace by grace we have been saved pick up some grace my mama says you got grace you walk like it walk this thing out let the love of God do it all for you shout love works now give God a hand of praise "Christ." Christ did it all, in all, and through all. And we, the body of Christ, need to start operating in this power. It's called love. Love will work. And guess what? There's a whole lot of spirits that have got in the disobedient. So disobedient children will run up to you and try to tell you how to love. You're going to have to close your ears and hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. One thing about a mother, I'm talking about a gifted mother. A gifted mother will never give up on her child. my mom and dad celebrated 51 years of marriage now if he's not showing me an example then I'm looking in the wrong places because I know what they know Your marriage was not all peaches and cream. But love kept you together. And it wasn't your love for her and your love for him. It was the love of God that tied you two together. And what God puts together A mother, let me tell you something. A mother never, ever gives up on her child. Mother, I want you to stand up for a minute. And I want you to look around. Go ahead, look around. Look at all of them. Because you guys all... And 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 all the other mothers. You guys all need to know this. Mother is a gifting Amen. that he uses to bring life. And now that your master loving your child. I want you to take a look around because he gave you all these and listen I know you might be a mother of one or a mother of five but when you came into the kingdom your motherhood is limitless you cannot give up on no child every child is a child of God that needs a mother's love I can't quit I can't give up as a matter of fact, you've been told by the enemy, give up, quit. Let this happen, let that happen. No, you can't give up. Yeah. You can't quit. Because God has chosen to use you as a vessel. To show his love. And you if they messed up, let God clean it up. Your job isn't to look at what's wrong. Your God, job is to look at God, who can fix it all. Hallelujah. And while you're looking, don't stop loving, because loving speeds up the process. Is there anybody here that's ready to let the love of God loose and don't hold it back anymore? I'm here to love all God's people. My mom will tell you, I messed up many times. I know there was some she said, I, I, I don't even have nothing to say, Lord. You already know that joker. Yeah, I know she said amen because I was a character. But God. One thing she always told me, she said, I can only mother you, but God owns you. And I'm going to trust God with you. And she let go, and I went nuts. Everything I could think, I was trying everything. God wanted me to do that so I would know what everybody else goes through. So I won't judge nobody. And I could share that if he could love a nobody like me, you need to know he loves you too, no matter what you do. And wherever, listen, your purpose, love's gonna do it. When Joseph met up with his brothers, he said, You said, you said it wasn't you that sent me here the love of God did it and some of you might be saying well they those brothers should have got what they deserve how about this they did yeah they deserve forgiveness and God forgave them because one of his brothers name was Benjamin and Benjamin produced the first king King David that God said in this servant it's the one I love out of another brother name was Levi. Out of Levi, God produced a lineage of priests right down to Ananias who laid his hand upon Saul and changed him into Paul. One of his other sons was named Judah. And Christ is a lion out of the tribe of Judah. What am I saying? God can still use those who make mistakes. It's all about his love. Embrace his love and let God be God. It's time to go home, everybody. Rest to your feet. Rest to your feet. Rest to your feet. Rest to your feet. It's very important. Rest to your feet. Listen. Listen. God is ministering to your heart. Receive his love. Receive his love. He loves you in spite of you. His love will do it all. And when you embrace his love, you will release his love. But sometimes there's things that happen to us in life and this shell starts blocking and God is saying, I want to release out of you and you build up an exterior of hardness and you don't know how to get a breakthrough and so we see this activity going on and it seems like a cloudy dark day but here's what you need to know even though it's cloudy and dark the sun is still shining one breath of God will separate the clouds one breath and the sun will shine and all you have to do is believe it's already done God has spoken over your life and given you victory in every area and he says this is how you get there you're going to have to love your way to it in other words you want a chariot and you have got six love horses to pull you and all you got to do is tell them to go and let love go before you so that when you show up the love you sent will embrace you back that's how God works I don't know who it is but you may be may have came in heavy, heavy. And you're saying you letting go, but you haven't let go because you hadn't got this word yet. Sometimes you need a word to disconnect the nonsense. And now that you got a word, this word you know it's from God. And I want everyone in here to close their eyes And bow your head because I I want you to hear the heartbeat of God. And if you know that you know that God has been speaking to you, just give him a wave with your right hand. Just, Just go ahead and just, this is just a wave unto the Lord acknowledging, thank you, God, I heard you today. Thank you, God, I heard you today. And now, Father, as the hands are raised, manifest this word. We know that this is your will. Therefore, it is done. So we thank you in advance. Now help us to bypass our way of thinking that we could take on a kingdom mindset so that our that the love we have in our heart will be dispensed unto others Father lift off all the weight of guilt and shame of your people and replace it with your love and your truth the facts are they did it the truth is you covered it so we thank you for your truth and we receive your love now let your love lead us That, Father, we would trust you and love you and your people the way you have called us to love. We believe that every one of our situations is already worked out. Now keep us in your love while you work us to it. We give all thanks and praises to you. In Jesus' name. Everybody that loves him, give him a praise.